0: The um, theme for today is praying in the Spirit, God's Spirit, Um, and the text we have is Romans uh, 26, sorry, Romans 8, verse 26 to 39. It's a long text, but I encourage, I'll be saying it reasonably slowly uh, for you to take in, it's a a, a wonderful text of comfort, of hope, Um, so we read. So, stick with us if you can. Um, And the Holy Spirit helps us. Oh, it's the end, isn't it? That's right. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his Son so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them, having, and having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who Who dares accuse us? whom God has chosen for his own. No one, for God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honour at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us even if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord.
1: So what caught your attention as Stephen was reading a beautiful text from Romans Anything jump out at you? One thing that caught your attention? He's with you always, never leaves you. So how does it impact your day then? How does it impact every day you're blessed with, eh? We can reflect more and more on that. It's beautiful, isn't it? I encourage you as you read the word, read it aloud to yourself and really slowly. For the Holy Spirit always wants to give you something for your life for each day not only does he want to give you something it's also a way that the Holy Spirit leads you in prayer through the word that God speaks to you through the work of the Holy Spirit I'm going to start off with a bit of a story I, got, I could tell you lots of stories like this things were looking pretty bleak for the children of George Muller's orphanage at Ashley Downs in England It was time for breakfast. Guess what? There was no food. A small girl, whose father was a close friend of Muller, was visiting in the home, and Muller took her hand and said, Come and see what our father will do. In the dining room, long tables, was set with empty plates and empty mugs. Can you picture it? Not only was there no food in the kitchen, but there was no money in the children's home account. So Muller prayed. Dear Father, we thank you for what you are going to give us to eat. Just then, I heard a knock at the door. When they opened it, there stood the local baker. Mr Mullery said, I couldn't sleep last night. Somehow, I felt you had no bread for breakfast, so I got up at 2 o'clock this morning and baked some fresh bread. Here it is. Mala thanked him and gave praise to God. Soon after, there was another knock at the door. It was the milkman. His cart had broken down just outside the front of the orphanage, would you believe? And so he said he would like to give the children the milk so he can Emptied the cart so he can lift it up to repair it. You reckon God answers prayer? I can tell you many, many stories where God has answered prayer like that. You bet he does. God answers prayer. Why? Because he wants to be involved in our lives simple isn't it in his purpose of growing us as his followers as his disciples as a loving father he wants us to come to him daily and ask in faith trusting him to provide many opportunities to grow you and me as his disciples every day. And to grow our lives as a follower of Jesus, who are we to, be, to rely on? I'll give you one guess. His initials are HS, Holy Spirit. Which means our lives are to be a daily, spirit controlled, spirit led life. Apostle Paul wrote in beautiful words in Romans 8 of encouragement for a spirit filled and a spirit led life on this earth. He wrote in the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. I don't know about you, but I reckon the best example of the spirit-controlled, spirit-led human being who prayed in the spirit is guess who? His name starts with J. Jesus. Like, where did Holy Spirit lead Jesus to pray? You read the Gospels. He prayed actually everywhere. Um, Prayed with his disciples. Prayed in a smaller group with Peter, James and John. He prayed on a mountainside alone quite often. He prayed on a picnic with his disciples by the lakeside. And so, so many other occasions as recorded in the gospels and in the spirit jesus prayed without ceasing in fact it was his custom to pray he prayed before making important decisions like when he called the 12. he asked for his father's guidance and wisdom and discernment he spent an entire night or two or three or four Praying for his father's will to be done. Can you remember one specifically? And what did the spirit lead Jesus to pray for? He actually prayed for himself. He prayed for the disciples to know spiritual truths. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. He said to them, he prayed for Peter when he said, I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. Do you think he still does that for you and me? He prayed for and encouraged the disciples to pray and not to become weighed down by the worries of life. But keep on the alert at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are about to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. It's recorded in Luke's Gospel in chapter 21, verse 36. Not only did Jesus pray, with a deep burden and sense of urgency for his disciples, but he also prayed for strength for himself. You can imagine the groanings of Jesus as he prayed. And he came out and proceeded, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives. And the disciples followed him, and when he arrived at the place, he said to them, pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw. He knelt down and began to pray, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Yet, not my will, but yours be done. And an angel from heaven appeared to him, strengthening him. And being in agony, he was praying very fervently. And his sweat became like drops of blood falling down upon the ground. It's interesting as we consider Jesus as our best example of the spirit controlled human being praying in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit makes intercession even through his groanings. In fact, Paul specifically says that the praying of the Spirit is too deep for words. It's felt only inside here in, in the heart in the inner being, the gut, the centre of one's being. In other words, those deep yearnings of the heart and the soul that we can sense and feel at times within us, leading us to desire much more of our Lord's presence and grace and love within us. That's his desire for us, to fill us with that. Is that our inner groaning and desire? Praying and praying this for others? This is why we often call it a burden. It's a burden too deep for words. These groanings are inexpressible, unspoken words, sometimes impossible to put them into words. You know, Jesus prayed with this same kind of intense burden For a lost world in the garden of Gethsemane, not my will, Father, but your will be done. I know when I pray in the spirit, and I hope you do, I have an intense desire in my heart and soul to have a greater love for the will of God to be done in my life and in the lives of others. And you know what? It's the Holy Spirit that does this within me. I can't do that myself. You know, and it's the same for you. Holy Spirit helps me to identify with what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4, in 7 to 12. In part, he says that we are hard-pressed on every side with troubles all around us, but we're not crushed. We still have breathing room. We are perplexed and bewildered, but not despairing. We are hunted down by persecutors, but not forsaken by the Lord. We are always getting knocked down, but never knocked out. Where is your weakness today? Do you feel squeezed in? Sickness, disease, heartache, disappointment, frustration, disaster, some crushing experience, tears, the shadow of death? For Paul, it meant afflicted, perplexed, persecuted, struck down. That was the process God used to release his grace into Paul's life. God was at work in him. How did he do it? In Romans 8, 26, Paul writes, The Spirit helps in our weakness. He was there there with Paul in the afflictions of perplex. The persecutions, the weaknesses, helps, means to lend a hand together, to come to the aid of someone. That is the word of the encourager, the paraclete. This is how Paul pictures Holy Spirit taking hold of him at the very time of his weaknesses. You know, the beautiful thing is that Holy Spirit's power is perfected in our weaknesses. That's what the scriptures say. When we die, guess what? He lives. When we die to self, he lives within. When we are weak, he is strong. When we are dependent, he is powerful. This is what Holy Spirit was doing in Paul. This is why he's writing what he's writing. He does the same for you and me. Of course, when we yield to him, when we let him, when we give him permission to do what he wants to do in our lives. Which means praying and walking in the spirit every day. Then Paul goes on to remind us we don't know how to pray. <laughs> like Jesus' disciples, we come to the Lord asking him to teach us to pray. Praying is hard work. It's difficult perhaps for many of you. It takes thought, concentration, commitment. Commitment to read the scriptures, to hear what Holy Spirit has to say to us each day, which leads us then to pray. We're not always good judges of, what, of that which we should be perhaps praying for. We may ask for the wrong things. I'm afraid we often come to the Father asking for things that perhaps even displease him because we're not listening to the Holy Spirit in order to what? To pray. We pray for things unprofitable for us in our walk to follow Jesus or for others in their walk with Jesus which is why reading the scriptures and praying in and with the wisdom and guidance of the Holy Spirit is so encouraging Paul prayed intensely on three occasions for the thorn to be removed you know that story? that bit? God didn't remove the thorn he gave Paul grace to grow through the thorns in his life in the process of suffering Paul grew into the likeness of Jesus with the help and guidance of who? who? Holy Spirit. Isn't it wonderful to know that when we do not know how to pray, Holy Spirit comes to our aid. He doesn't take the entire load. That really wouldn't help us in our development process. We still have our personal responsibilities. However, he helps us by interceding for us. The Spirit intercedes for us. The word intercedes is found only here in the New Testament. It means meet to turn to, approach, appeal, petition. The word intercession is a picturesque word of rescue by one who happens on, one who is in trouble and in his behalf pleads with unuttered groanings or with signs that don't have words. Wow. This is the work of our helper, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit makes intercession for us from within us. Paul says the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. It means that Holy Spirit dwells in us knowing our wants better than we do. Ain't that cool? So but he himself pleads in our prayers, raising us to higher and holier desires than we can express in words. And our heavenly father receives these groanings as acceptable prayers since they come from a soul full of and under the control and leading of Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit reduces these groanings within the believer. He knows our hearts actually better than we do. He knows what's best for us than we do. And so Paul speaks of an activity of Holy Spirit, not the human spirit. The groans can only be uttered by the believer. And these groanings of the heart are the intercessions of Holy Spirit, who intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Isn't it great to know we have someone praying for us all the time? Jesus prays for us in heaven. Many scriptures. Verse 34, chapter 8. Hebrews 7, 1 John 2 Verse 1, and Holy Spirit in seats for us here on earth, helping us to believe what Paul wrote in the rest of this passage, in fact, all of Scripture. That we who were predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son and those he predestined he also called, those he called he also justified, those he justified he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Ah, but wait, there's more. Jesus Christ, Jesus who died more than that. Who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ in all things. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I don't know about you. What a caring and gracious God we have in our lives. What a gift we've been given. My prayer is that you remember that Holy Spirit is always with you, in you, living in you, with groanings. Perhaps you don't understand praying for you and remember that your Saviour Jesus is praying for you all the time. Does that excite you? Does that encourage you to know that? I hope it does really do and god's peace may god's peace which surpasses all our human understanding keep your hearts and minds in jesus by the work and power of holy spirit amen